Hello and welcome, everyone, to episode 19 of the Untranslatable Podcast, Making Home Away From Home. Just to clarify for all of you, this episode will be focused on uh, whenever you move abroad or even to a new city or town, how you can make that new place feel like home. And this is something I am going through right now since I am uh, freshly moved to the Czech Republic. I'm here with my amazing co-host, my buddy Jared, and he hopefully will give me some additional tips so I can make my new home away from my old home in the United States. How's it going, buddy? Hello. 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 Ahoy. Ahoy. Dobri desh. Dobri den. Pretty close. Dobri den. Oh, man. And since it's right. evening now, it'd be uh, um, dobri vecher, but we won't worry about that. Uh, well, for more fun Czech words, follow us at... <laughs> I'm not giving any Czech words, actually. Uh, maybe I will. Who knows? Maybe I will. You might as well. I can give for you some. For a little surprise, go to our uh, Twitter, which is Untranslatable1. Uh, follow us there. Or on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. I've seen some lovely pictures from Chad's apartment. It's beautiful. Uh, and then uh, email, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about stuff, you know. Your own untranslatables. Yeah, tell us about how, how it is when you're home away from home. What's that like? How have you made your home away from home feel like home? Exactly. All sorts of homes in there, that's for sure. Do you struggle with that? Do you Once you move, are you just like, you know what, I'm good. I'm out. Right. You know, whatever. Right. <laughs> On think, to the next place. I think it just depends where you move. You know, I feel like if you move somewhere you're familiar with or you've been to before, maybe the adjustment's a little easier, especially if your friends or family are still nearby. But uh, as you know, Jared, in my case, my friends and family so far are not nearby whatsoever until you, you come visit. You have to make new family. You have to make new family now, Chad. Right, exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure my, uh, my American family will be, will be super happy about that. Um, but yeah, so that is our topic today. Um, b- b- but before we get into it, um, I've been up to some cool things today, Jared, in uh, the Czech Republic. So I'd like to give you and all of our listeners just a little update on what I have been doing. Please, please. So uh, today I was lucky enough to go to the next town over from where I'm living. Um, it is called Yirkov. And it is this beautiful town um, also near the Ore Mountains in the Czech Republic. And um, I was fortunate enough to meet my mentor's mom. Uh, and at first I was really worried, Jared, because I thought, I would I would meet her and and my my mentor would have to translate everything from Czech back to English back and forth. Right. But the first thing she says to me when I meet her is um, in German, she said, it's very nice to meet you. And so that really kind of threw me off guard at first. And uh, but we had a lovely conversation, talked about German. Um, she also explained to me, you know, what it was what like. We talked about German. What does that mean? We, sorry, German. we talked in German. Oh, uh, we talked in German. <laughs> Um, and I was really impressed with her German. Um, and she, she told me that she hasn't spoken German in quite some time. I thought she said it's, it's, it's either been like 10 years or something like that. And, and she did really well. And it was, it was such a pleasure to meet her. Um, definitely made me feel like I was home away from home, but we can get more into that later. But the other thing I wanted to mention. Well, before yeah? you mention the yeah. other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did, why, did, did you get into why she knows German? Yeah, so so her her parents, I believe it was her mother, um, was German, and um, 
and they they would go to Germany um, and travel there. And I believe she also took German in school as a kid. She might have even been sent to like a German language school. Um, and and then once uh, the Czech Republic at the, at that time, I believe it was Czechoslovakia, when it was occupied by Russia, um, you know they could only travel to other Soviet countries, which meant East Germany. So oh, that was a luxury vacation. Back then, yeah. I mean, they. She was telling me she would go to the, um, she would go to the um, Ostsee, the East Sea. Is that the Baltic Sea? I'm not really sure what the what the English translation is of the Ostsee, um, but she would go there with her family. Uh, she was telling me how you know, and they would go to Germany and go see some of the Christmas markets and and see how the Ostsee is the Baltic Sea. Thank you. So okay, good. So I'm not I'm not crazy. It's the Baltic Sea. Um, so in mm-hmm. Germany, they call it the East Sea. Yep, the Ostsee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. And so, so yeah, it was just great meeting her and talking to her. She was such a nice woman. Um, but the other thing I also got to experience today was I walked to what they call the Red Castle. I mean, it was about it was about a ten minute walk from my mentor's um, house, and it was it was really cool. It was like up on a hill. And now it's actually been renovated into a, um, it's still a castle, but it's also been renovated into a um, hotel and spa. So when you come visit me, if you're trying to get extra luxurious and fancy, Jared, <laughs> we can head to the Red Castle. Wait, so it used, it's like, how old is it? Are we talking? Oh, shoot. Um, I think. Uh, super old? Is oh, I yeah. Assume. Oh, yeah. I think okay. it was built. Oh, darn it. The, the, the little plaque said it. Um, I don't have my other phone in front of me. But, I want. Mm-hmm. I wonder how. Um, see, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look it up on the fly, but it's uh, surprisingly difficult. Here, but it doesn't really. Matter. I'll, I'll look it up real quick because um, I don't know and even know how to name this. Spell these cities. You know what I'm saying? So it's. Um, oh wow! Oh, in, in Cervena. Cerveni Hradek. Cerveni Hradek is uh, red. Cerveni oh. is red, and and Hradek is castle. Um, formerly called the Boric Castle. Yeah, it was um, founded by the, the Kra family prior to 1415. So, yes, it's very yeah. old. But it's I absolutely beautiful. I think I'm beautiful. looking at it. Mm-hmm. But it might be another Red Castle. If you look up Is Red it? Castle Zhirkov, you'll find it. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Zhirkov. J-I-R-K-O-V. J-I-R-K-O-V. Zhirkov. Mm-hmm. So yes, and it, it was beautiful. Uh, it was really nice to see. It's not the really castle. red, though. Well, they call it the Red Castle because the roof is red. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was looking. At what I was looking. At, oh wow, the website. You could tell it's a hotel website as soon as you open it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they have like <laughs> a like, spa oh, well, they're there. Selling, they're selling some shit in this thing. Oh yeah. Well, I guess you <laughs> might. You might as wow. well. Exactly. I I actually asked my mentor about that when we were up there. I said. Um, so do people also get married here? Cause they had like, it looked like a little kind of altar or a gazebo type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, yeah. Um, and she said when she, yeah. when she was younger, I, I know. There you go. There you go. See, Jared, you're learning some check. You'll be, mm-hmm. you'll be there ready to go when you come visit. This is how you become polyglots. That's true. It's important. Um, but yeah, so, so that was really nice to see. Um, and there was like a nice Whoa. view. Yeah. What? what I'm looking I looked up weddings from this place. It mm-hmm. almost looks like um fake. 
Looks like kind of like a fairy tale, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks like if you were Google like pictures of uh, of like a wedding. Oh, like stock photos. Or, right, right, right. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, they it look. Yeah, they all look like they should have like those watermarks behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a nice spot. It's uh, you walk there. You said yeah, we walked there because it was it nice. was about a ten minute walk. And it was funny. My my mentor asked me. She said, "Do you?" do you want to walk or we can take the car? And I thought, well, I asked her, well, how far is it? She's like, it's a 10 minute walk. And I thought, well, I hope you're not trying to pull a fast one on me. Like Germans will, or Germans or Austin's will say, Oh, it's a, sh- it's just a short hike. It's no problem. And then <laughs> it's like a four hour hike, but three, hour, yeah, right, three hours later. Right. So, so yeah, so we walked around there and, uh, it was really nice. Um, got, got to see like a really pretty view of, um, uh, Yurkov and, and the kind of the whole little region there. And I got to tell you, man, um, I feel really at home here just because of the beauty of the, the landscapes and the nature. I mean, it's it's really nice. I, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. Do you think do you enjoy like as, as someone, do you think you would enjoy living in a quaint place? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I yeah. think as long as riding a bicycle to work every every day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that would be great being able to ride. I mean, I'm I'm able right now to walk to work, which is amazing. That's almost even better. I'd right. Um, and yeah, because we've already established we're sweaters. R- right. Exactly. So if I can avoid <laughs> riding a bike and just walk at a normal pace, that's usually it's usually ideal. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I really like it here because um it's not super overcrowded or touristy. Um, this is the region I'm living in. Um, it's actually Ustin Lad Labem is the name of like the region. And this region is more of an industrial region in the Czech Republic. Um, but what that means is a lot of people just assume that it's only coal mines and, and power plants and things like that. But there's a lot of beautiful nature. Um, so I can't complain. Are there the, are there the coal mines and... Um power plants i mean of course of course there are but it's not like it's it's not like it's dirty or polluted around here right um right and and so yeah i think most people though obviously when they visit a new country especially one like czech republic prague and brno are always the places people go to because i mean those Mm -hmm. are two two they're two of the biggest cities but you know i think uh it's important too to get off the beaten path a little bit I think in the future we should also do a pod that uh, that focuses on some cool things you can do off the beaten path and and why, as as tourists, um, we should occasionally not do the typical touristy things. I have an idea. Yes, sir. We could do a. Um, see, I always have come up with all these ridiculous ideas that are, require way too much, like, um, way too much logistical work to get done. But I thought, like, I, I live in uh, in Pennsylvania. There are plenty of places I could, like, go to that are within an hour that I could do, like, a local on the road again. Oh, that'd be cool. From, like, places that people never, like, hear of but are right. cool. Because, like, everybody probably goes to Hershey's, right, in Pennsylvania. Oh, I guess so. I've never been there. But okay. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I could see that being a tourist trap. Obviously, Philly, people probably go to just because it's yeah. a cool city. Probably Pittsburgh, too. Right. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's good when you have the opportunity, um, especially if you can go with someone who's been from the area, right? So I've been very fortunate, um, and I'm very thankful 
that my mentor has taken the time to show me so many cool places. Um, and I've only been here a few days, right? So, so it's been really nice. Um, so, so, um, you know, kudos to her. She's been great so far and she has definitely made my adjustment here much easier and has made this place feel like a home away from home. Um, has she, how, how long has she been doing this for? Well, I, th I actually meant to ask her today if there have been any other American uh, English teaching assistants at her school, uh, but it slipped my mind because we got talking about so many other things. So I'll have to ask and get back to you on that because Dude. I'm not sure. You know, I, you know, hey, I'm going to say this to you quietly so no one hears us, but play your cards right and you might be able to get that kind of job too and be that person for uh you know if you stay there for a while just don't come back <laughs> is what i'm saying R right i mean that would be great trust me the the thought has crossed my mind as beautiful as it is here work on those r's oh speaking of that dude so so that word i was talking to you about yesterday uh, or yesterday or whenever we filmed our last episode um rachkovat we do everything on film Right. That's true. Yes. Yes, we do. And cassette tape recordings, everything old school is the way to go. Um, we ship them by, by USPS. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I actually prefer the, uh, the, the cargo ship snail mail methods myself, but uh, this episode has been recorded, uh, was recorded in June of 2015. That's right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But so I, I had asked my mentor and also her mom about the word, uh, Rachkovat, and it turns out, Rachkovat is actually not the mispronunciation of the one R that's more kind of like a zh sound, but it's actually the pronunciation of the r, the roll, which which wait, which what what is the remember uh, our last episode I told you Rachkovat is a Czech yes. word that means you don't pronounce your R's properly. R oh right, 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 right? Right, right, right. And so I wasn't sure if it was the the rolled R or the kind of more zh sound, um, mm -hmm. like in the word dobja, which means good. And I'm sure I don't pronounce it perfect either because I'm, believe it or not, I'm not a Czech native speaker. I know it's hard to believe people. I mean, but, uh, Chad, we, you got a couple more weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a break. Okay, good. I appreciate that, Jared. Me, we'll, means we'll a talk, lot. We'll talk, we'll talk uh, early October, see how you're doing. <laughs> perfect. Gives me just enough time. But so I asked, I asked them about it, and it turns out Rachkovat is about the rolled R. And there are some Czechs out there. Um, it's a small minority, but there are some checks out there that can't do the rrr, the, the R roll, which is kind uh, of interesting um, because it you know it is your native language, and it made me wonder. I wonder if there are you know some Spanish speakers maybe that can't roll their R's. You would think so. I mean, what like what? And if not, why would it be happening to the Czech people that have a similar right. R roll? Right. Ex yeah. I don't but know. I, I, I wonder if it. I wonder if it, my first thought was maybe it's like a speech impediment of some sort. It could right. be. It could be. Because like, um, yeah, I don't know. How could you not like, like, how could you not know it? Because it's just how, how you grew up. But uh, yeah, I mean, but, I guess I get right. it. Maybe I'm in that. Maybe I'm, I happen to be in that minority. Well, I, I don't think I am. I, I have to tell you. I have I to tell you, though, Jared, a lot of people say you can't learn how to roll your R's. But I am living, breathing, podcasting proof that you can roll your R's. Podcasting proof. That's right. Because when I was in high school, I couldn't roll my R's. And then I met my uh, really close friend, um, by far one of my best friends in high school, my buddy Robert, who's from Chile. And he speaks Spanish. That's his native language. And I remember um, 
spending time at his parents' house. We would spend a lot of time together because we play on the tennis team and we both played guitar. And so, so we were pretty much bromigos from the get go. And so I would, you know, that's a, that's a real Spanish word too, right there. there that's how I know that you guys, that's, were, that's, were that's right. Cause you know, bromigos <laughs> for sure. But so anyway, so you I said that perfectly. I remember, uh, thank you. I try my best. Um, but I remember, um, sitting with him one day and he was trying to teach me some Spanish and uh, he taught me the word for dog, which is perro. Mm-hmm. And he said it to me a couple times, and I repeated it once. Perro. And, and uh, right, and I and I actually said it and rolled my R. And you should have seen the look on his face, dude. It was priceless. He was so shocked that I was able to do it. And then what happened was, um, I uh, had him write down some Spanish words for me that started with R. Or, or had a double R in them, so you roll it. And I, I don't know how my mom didn't murder me. Um, she has the patience of a saint because I sat upstairs in my room trying to just go <laughs> for hours to try to master wow. this. Yeah, I was dedicated. And uh, I know, and she was, and she had the I patience. I like this about you, though. I, I'm enjoying this. this right. Is, but you know, like but this. you know what's funny, though, Jared, about the, about the word um, Rajkovat is that it has the rolled R in the word. And right, and so you're using the sound that the people have a problem saying, which is right. kind of like how we have the the s in the word lisp. Right, it's kind of it's kind of rude. <laughs> it <right>? is, yeah. <laughs> That's a very good comparison. Right, yeah. It's just so funny. Like, it's like this is our word. This is our word. I have rachkovat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or you have a lisp. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. It's pretty crazy, but uh. Oh my god! But yeah, so it's it's been a, a great couple of days here, though I, I can't complain. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, slowly get one step closer, baby steps closer to uh, eventually one day being a polyglot. And so I've been trying to pick up as much Czech as I can. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, so it's been it's been really good. Uh, I really can't complain. But um, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do something with my weekend. Nothing uh, really untranslatable uh, worthy, but I want to tell you, Chad. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> I'm going to go see uh, Black Klansman this weekend. Oh, nice. I meant to go see that before I left, and I'm so mad I didn't. I never go to the movie. Last time I went to the movie theater, uh, this makes me even mad to say. Did Shrek come out the first time? <laughs> last time I went to the movie theater, I saw um, Super Troopers 2. Okay. It was not good. Really? Okay. I haven't seen it. No. I haven't seen it. And I sat in this movie. I was actually so not good that I, there was a part, there was a couple. No, I didn't, but I thought about it. But I thought about it for so long that I was like, oh, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But I was like, should I get the fuck? Should I leave? Like, this is dumb. Like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But um, I've heard people like, uh, because I listen to podcasts too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, actually, I usually just listen to, ours on repeat but every now and again like just if other people are around I'll, I'll put on another one and i just happen to hear a bunch of people say black clansmen over the past couple of weeks and i'm gonna watch it although ugh, for some reason it takes so much effort for me to go to the movie theater i don't know why i don't i don't blame you in in a lot of ways it's not especially when i live in the city too right. like, oh for sure it's like a whole you know I'm, i don't want to like take an uber there mm-hmm. but uh, I, and I can drive there but it's just like it's a whole thing when you're in the city but I'm going right. to see it because people have been talking about it. And people have also been making jokes that Spike Lee movies don't stay in the movie theaters for long. 
So I'm like, oh, interesting. Shit, I, I, I didn't know that. Okay, you do know. No you do know that that is really based on a true story, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, that's so cool though. Like, I love, I love it when somebody, you know, especially like a, a like a black man infiltrates the KKK. Like, that is so awesome. And and I don't believe anyone told him to do it. He just started doing it on his own, didn't he? I I don't know. I don't know enough about well, the story. Well, I'll get back so, to you. I'll okay, get back to you. Sounds guys. good. That sounds good. Yeah. So I'll I, get back I hope to you. you. Now I have to see it. God damn yes, it. Yes, you do. <laughs> I want to hear about it anyways. So I really do hope you see it. Actually, I'm glad I said it. So I actually can hold myself go. to seeing it. You know, what, I'm Jared, gonna go see it. You know, that's always like. Sometimes I will purposefully tell people things. So like I know okay well now that I've said it like I got to do it you know what I mean right 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 yeah. so so yeah that's cool though man I I hope you enjoy it um, yeah I think I will people have been even people like you know it's good when they're the people that are like oh I never liked any of his movies but this one's great I've been hearing a lot of that so I I hate to be completely ignorant here but what what are some I'm sure I've seen Spike Lee movies but what are some of his big ones uh, the first uh, the first one that comes to my mind is jungle fever but I, I believe he also did juiced maybe i'm looking it up i i'm too young to to know spike lee movies out the back of my hand out the back oh yeah okay do the right thing malcolm x oh, oh i've inside seen man. I've, i don't know he did inside oh i've man. seen inside man yeah okay uh chirac that came out recently right three years ago mm-hmm. jungle fever i saw that uh crooklyn that came out in 94 uh is that about like crack in brooklyn Probably. Okay. <laughs> it makes sense, I guess. Uh, Translate that. Like he did uh, direct the King, the Kings of Comedy. Okay. Nice. Uh, apparently, he, oh no, um, Love and Basketball. That's a popular one. Yep. And the uh, yep, I've seen that one before. Um. Yeah, but damn, he's done a lot of movies. Like I knew he was. He did a lot of movies, but he did a lot of movies. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's what he does to make a living, right? So you, well, yeah, you would hope. Also, he what he does mm-hmm. uh, as a to make a living is sits uh, floor seats while he watches the Knicks lose all the time. <laughs> they they haven't they've been pretty pretty bad for a while now, haven't they? I believe so. I don't really even pay attention to basketball. I, I just enjoy making fun of random teams. Right. <laughs> I mean, you. But you, uh, I, I do I do believe they have been bad for for a while. Okay. And people always get start, get their hopes up about them, and then it's like. I feel like sadly that's kind of like the Tigers and the Lions in Michigan. Like, yeah, but I think it's easier not to get the uh, your hopes up about the Lions because even though they they get close and you get a little bit of hopes up, they've never done any like right. they've never done anything to at least give us some sort of sign that they might right. kill it this time. Whereas the Tigers have, I mean, there were a few seasons yes. where the Tigers did really well. Yes, the uh, Tigers are legit, or like the Red Wings, they're legit. Or the Pistons too, although they they haven't. Done they, much they've been pretty. While, they've been legit. pretty bad for a while, but they do but have, they have Blake Griffin, which I really like. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was wild when uh, when the Clippers. Um, I forget who they traded him for, but yeah, um, definitely. I'm sorry, I brought this up. This uh, is the untranslatable, not the untrans basketball. <laughs> that's that's our next podcast coming out in 2020. <laughs> untrans basketball. That's, yeah, that's our spinoff show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, Jared, we are the Untranslatable Podcast, and I true. think it is time if uh, if you would do me the honors. I think it is time. Ooh, yeah, that, it sure sure sounds like it's time. Um, all right, my first one is Armenian. 
Ooh, okay. Cool. Also, another another very interesting alphabet. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting alphabets. But I have the uh, Roman translation because mm-hmm. I'm a Roman. Uh, Mernem uh, Janid. Mernem Janid. I think that's pretty good. Okay. Mernem Janid. Mm-hmm. The literal meaning is do you. Do you want to take a guess? I'd like to get the literal meaning before I give a give a guess. Let me die on your body. That sounds like it'd be like a weird Justin Justin Bieber song or something. Let me die on your body. Right. Um, <laughs> hmm, let me die in your body. Let me die in your soul. <laughs> Damn, Jared, you should just become a quit your day job and become a, a world famous musician. Um, let me dive into the uh, untranced pop musical. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez! We're just gonna have eighty different spinoffs. <laughs> where it's all just you and I uh-huh. still just talking about random crap. Anyways, that podcast will be me just making up fake pop songs for an hour and a half. And I'll write some simple chord progressions every for day you, since you since you <laughs> called me out on it. Last episode. Oh, too funny. Let me die on your body. Does that mean like... Let me die in your soul. I mean, do, I made that part up. D- does fine. it does it mean I can't live without you? Or or like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd give you, I'd give you a warning on that All one. Right. All right. Uh, it means I love you very much. But essentially, it, you're saying, I, you know, I think that's what they're getting at. Okay. But apparently, it's mostly addressed to people who are younger than them. So like a parent to a kid. Oh, okay. I guess that makes I, sense, right? Because oh, if so you're... I think that means... Go ahead. Well, I, I guess that makes sense. Like, because as a parent, you never want your child to die before you, right? So, so, but sadly, the natural process of life, if you're the parent, is you, in theory, you should die before your kids. Right. So, so that makes sense. Right, right, right. right. I can see right. that. It'd be interesting also to do an episode about um, different ways different cultures express yes. love and feelings and stuff, right? Yes. Oh, I had a whole different, no, my mind was going a whole different way. Oh, really? What was yours? Uh, I'm, uh, I love how I'm writing this down, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to be listening to this, uh, how (laughs) other cultures experience love. And then the other one is, um, how other cultures experience, uh, death is what I was going to say. Ooh, that's also a good one. Or how they celebrate it. Right. That would be a great one. Good call. See, Jared, you don't even need me to bombard you with my my text topics anymore. We'll just uh, I still do keep. Yeah, I I kind of enjoy that. Or else there might be a lot of uh, death related topics, <laughs> right? <laughs> Turn into the the morbid podcast inside the untranslatable <laughs> podcast. I'm Untrans sh- morbid. <laughs> oh God, I'm sure our listeners would love that. All right, Jared. Well, uh, we are on our untranslatable segment, and uh, as I've said in our last episode. I'm going to try to be bringing some new Czech untranslatables for you. And today I wanted to give you a better chance at um, oh, thank you. At, at guessing these right. You're so, calling me dumb? So I, well, huh? well, no, I didn't pick one word untranslatables because those are tough. Oh, yeah, those right? are Because one yeah, word no untranslatable. Context. Exactly. There, there's no context. Unless it's a language related to a language we know, like kind of like Afrikaans. Right. Right, right, right. Or, or maybe even Dutch. But anyway, so this one is Meet Knedlik Fjörku. Meet Knedlik Fjörku. What language is this? This is Czech. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, um, just so you know, knedlik is a um, knedlik. Sorry, is a dumpling. Um, and um, uh, without was there without somewhere uh, m- in there? Meat is um, to have, I believe. Okay. And then um, um, uh, kurku is throat. Ooh. So basically, to have a dumpling in the throat. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also, as a side note, a uh, little cultural thing. Czechs love their dumplings. Oh, I love it. Well, what kind of dumplings are we talking? They're um, like a soup related, like a soup dumpling. I mean, or yeah, a, they're um, usually with um, goulash. That's like a typical Czech dish is goulash okay. with dumplings. Oh, is is it like a dumpling? Like one, like a okay, I see, like one, a ball sort of. Some of them are, but I've also what's, seen what's some the of the them form? that are sliced, and it almost looks like bread, like a slice of bread, but it's actually like a soft dumpling. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the balls of dumpling. Yeah, those are good too. But anyway, so to have a dumpling in the throat, what do you think that means, Jared? To be at a loss for words. Um, uh, kind to, of. To um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So um, meet knedlik uh, firku is basically we say in English to have a frog in the throat. Okay. Okay. Hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My voice is bad. Is that what you mean by frog I, in the throat? I think so. Yeah, you just kind of isn't that what that means, right? To have a frog in the throat is like, yeah, you got yeah, yeah. something in here, and you gotta kind of <clears throat> get the get the yeah, frog yeah. out of your throat. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. So Whoa. now, so now, what you can tell your coworkers, Jerry? Sorry, I just have a dumpling in my throat. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I have uh, one more Armenian one. Okay. Uh, Yerez Arats. And uh, that literally means someone who bought their face. Someone who bought their face. Is this someone who's like a fake person? No. Okay. But I could obviously understand why you would think that. Right. Well, I, I was thinking kind of in English, we say you're two-faced, right? Uh, I actually wrote that down as a note to myself that it's interesting. Just, well, we'll get to that after. Okay. We, I forgot I haven't. What, uh, do you want to take another guess? Um, that's not it. To buy, you bought your someone bought their face. Bought your face. Does it mean like you, basically like you you pay your way into you doing bought stuff, your face. or like you? So like to bribe, or I, I have no, no, no idea. No, 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 I have no, no, no idea. No. See, this is uh, okay. So uh, if you tell someone is if you tell someone uh, is yeres arats, it is uh, the same as is saying you are naughty. Real interesting. Okay. And I, uh, w- w- the little note I wrote myself to rem- remind r- remind myself, even mm-hmm. though I probably would remember. Mm-hmm. No, I probably wouldn't. Is that like this? To me, this felt like a true untranslatable because it's like that has I, I can't even a lot of with a lot of the other ones you can kind of figure out the connection. Right. It's like oh, I can kind of see how they well, what they're getting at. It's like right. I don't. There's no. You you obviously went to the uh, the money mm-hmm. the. Uh, Bribery, the Western thought, but I right. think that's it's like we're, we're not even on the same wavelength. Not even close. No, I agree. Uh, that's why I like I like that one. That's a good one. So to buy, so to buy your own face is that what it was? Someone who bought their face. Bought their face, huh? So if you're like, hey, you, like you bought your face, you know? Oh, you're being naughty. Watch out, you're gonna mm-hmm. get in trouble. Okay. interesting all right so so for this episode um i also have only czech ones but in our future episodes i'll I'll have some other ones 
Um, but these, I just, I found these and thought these were really interesting. So I've also been kind of hungry today. So, uh, um, these are a, a little bit food related, right? So our first one was to have a dumpling in the, in the throat. Next one is, um, Chodit Kolem Jorge Kasha. And that means, um, Chodit Kolem Jorge Kasha is, um, to walk around hot porridge. Hmm. Kasha is porridge, I believe. It's, uh, my first guess would be to like tiptoe around a serious subject. Hmm. Okay. Or to like avoid your, uh, avoid something like, you know, uh, and, and how would we say that in English in like an idiom form? Uh, like dip your toe. Uh, I don't know. Oh man. Once I say this to you, you'll be like, oh, I knew it. See, this is the thing though. Like in, in podcast form, I'm not saying it's the same as being on a game show, but there is that kind of like on the spotness to it. Oh, where for it's like, sure. Oh, you can't, you can't just sit there in silence and be like, uh, right. It put, oh, fuck, it, it, it definitely it? puts more it? pressure on you. Definitely. <laughs> So to walk around hot porridge, we would say in English to beat around the bush. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Right? Okay. I think that kind of makes right. sense, right? Yeah. To walk yeah, around yeah, the hot yeah. porridge. Um, oh, so I was kind of on the right yeah. path. Yeah. Oh, you definitely were. I was just hoping you could but get I just that exact think of the obvious idiom. phrase, right? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. What other ones All you got right. for me, Jared? I have uh, two Moroccan Arabic Arabic ones. Oh, nice. Uh, the first one is Elakan. Sabak sala tlakushkolo. Okay. I have no. You know one thing. Go ahead. Uh, well, that literally translated means if you have a friend, uh, if you have a friend like honey, don't eat him. So is that or like? Her, I guess, it, but it, they're you know. Is that like? Um, so if you have a friend like honey, don't eat them. Is that kind of like don't take advantage of your friends? Uh, yeah. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, Chad's on fire here. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, if you So it says it means uh, that we should never abuse someone's help and good heart. Mm. If you have a friend that is always there for you, don't use him when uh, when you don't need him, need his help. That's You know, don't abuse his right. friendship. That's, that's really good. I really like that. I like that one. I, I might have you to know, start using that one. What I like about Arabic, too, is even though it's one language, it's, as I said, I think in a, in a previous episode, I don't remember the exact number, but I believe it was like 59 countries have it as their yep. national. Uh, so it's like there's so many, like, if you just say, like, like there's so many different uh, untranslatables just in that language alone. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, every culture and country mm-hmm. have their own different oh, yeah. you know, dialects and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll never forget. I was... Uh, um, I was fortunate enough to help out with an orientation where we had teachers from all over the world. We had teachers from Tunisia, from Morocco, from Egypt. Um, and I, and I, I don't know why, but, um, they seemed to, and there were teachers from actually over 60 different countries at this orientation, which was really quite an experience, um, to get to meet all of them and, and hear their stories. But anyways, this one, uh, these, all these teachers who were speaking, you know, from Arabic speaking countries, we were talking, and, and it was funny because, you know, they would be speaking Arabic to each other, 
and they would start laughing and and I would I'd ask him you know well what what's so funny why are you guys laughing and he said well You're stupid face <laughs> he, he was <laughs> exactly um, and and they and they would tell me well in in Tunisian Arabic or in Moroccan Arabic or in Egyptian Arabic we say this but in our country we say this I wish I could think of some examples oh, right right but and they said sometimes too they they don't even understand each Pop, other soda oh right well yeah you see that anywhere where language is widely spread um, in, a, in a large geographic Boots, area. trunk. I mean, right. uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. There's a, there's a bunch Cell of Cell phone, mobile, mobile, I guess how they yeah, say it's, it. Yeah, it's no different than like us going to uh, like somewhere in Scotland and being like, I have no idea what these people are saying right Dude, now. Dude, it's not even that. But even if you go from, you know, the north of the United States down to the south, nobody in That's the north true. says fixin' to, I'm going to, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. It'd be weird. You'd be so weird if you were in the north and you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fixing to whatever." You know, people would be like, "What? Like, what are you doing?" Fixing. All right, Grandma. Right. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. So, anyways, I, uh, I only have one more uh, phrase for you, Le Jared. Okay. Um, and this one is also Czech, and it's uh, "zlomvas," and "zlomvas" uh, literally means "break your neck." Zlomvas. To try your hardest or to... Uh, it's not bad. To uh, give it your all. I would... To... Uh, I would say you're not ahead. you're not far off. I'm so bad at this. But we say... So in English, we also tell someone to break something. We have a similar... Oh, good luck. There you go. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yeah, Zlombas oh, so is the, break your neck. We say break a leg in English. Right. Okay. Okay. But I wonder... Wow. And I tried to look, and I couldn't find much. To the next level. Right? I, I'm going to have to ask... <laughs> I'm going to have to ask some native speakers why why they say this, if there's any reason why. Um, because... Why do, why do English speakers say break a leg? I don't even know that. Oh, Jared, my five months of podcast research is down the toilet after you asked me that question. I know. Let I'm me see. It's a shame. Um... I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why we say it. Why we say break a leg? Um, break a leg is an idiom which you used to wish. Oh, it's because it's in an ironic way, because you don't. Because it's it's like how a lot of people say, if they Isn't say there, good luck, you're jinxing right. them and they'll do bad, right? So if you say break right. a leg, it's ironic because obviously we don't want the 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 performers to break their legs because then they couldn't perform obviously. the play. It's, it's just like how um, I'll never forget. I was watching a soccer match. I forget who it was. I think it was a Champions League game or something. And somebody said, somebody said, oh, we're going to win. And everyone was like, be quiet, be quiet. You're going to jinx us. Like, it's kind oh, of right. the same That's thing. That's the worst of baseball games. Right? Oh, for sure. Definitely. There, there's all sorts. Or like if it's like a, someone's about to pitch a perfect game or something mm-hmm. like that. And in like the seventh inning, someone's like, "This might, this is looking like it's gonna be a perfect yeah. game." Yeah. Like, shut, shut up! Right? Shut e- up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Right? You just well, now that perfect game is gone. Thanks. But yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So those are my untranslatables. Do you have any any else for us tonight? I have one more Moroccan Arabic one. Oh, cool. Go for it. I've been to Morocco, by the way. Cool place. Um. The. Idiom or idiom saying idiom. I guess either of those work. Or you can be safe and just say phrase too. Probably phrase is el faham fahem yafham. El fahem yafham, which means which literally means the smart understood. Smart understood. 
So is this like when something is complicated or difficult to grasp? I said, did you hear I said the smart understood, by the way, with the? Yeah, I don't know. The, the sm- okay, the smart understood is used when uh, we leave something for people to understand without giving them an explanation. Oh, But it's just like, sense. if you're smart, you'll get it. Gotcha. That's a good we one. We hope the wise ones will get what we meant. Uh, although it is, the, you know, the, the only thing I don't like about it, mm-hmm. it's a little passive aggressive. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I agree. Or it's like, it's like, how did you not understand me? I thought, I thought we were on the same wavelength here. Right. I thought we were both smart ones. Clearly they were not. And it's like, hey, if you're smart, you'll get it. Right. You'll get it. And like, no one knows what they're talking <laughs> about. Makes, uh, makes yeah. sense. I can I can imagine someone using that that literally has no idea what they're uh, like, no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, same here. It's like, no, if you're smart, you'd get it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. <clears throat> well, Jared, let's uh, let's move on to our our main topic for uh, this episode: making home away from home. Um, do you have any tips or tricks that you'd like to share with our listeners out there? Uh, I well, I have an initial question for you. Oh, all right, sure. Do you uh, struggle with with uh, with getting comfortable in a new place or like I mean not even just here I guess here because this is the most recent and you're experiencing it right now, mm-hmm. but I mean in general, do you struggle with uh, getting comfortable in a new place or moving or trying to fit in or blend in or get comfortable whatever that whatever comfortable man that, that you, is I a guess. loaded question my man that, that's a, a question with a lot of side questions but um. I would say I know, I'm not I'm not Terry Gross. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <clears throat> um, I would say for the most part, it's not too difficult for me to try to make a home away from home. But I also have to I also have to you know throw this disclaimer out there. I haven't really moved around that much in my life besides studying abroad, um, teaching in Germany right. over the summer. Uh, now, obviously, moving to the Czech Republic. Other than that, when I lived in Michigan, I, I only moved once in my life from uh, well, when I was... Uh, let me uh-huh. ask you a less loaded question. Okay. Then. Do you get homesick? Um, to be honest, not really. Um, I think I tend to get more anxiety when I get comfortable somewhere and then realize, oh, no, I have to move out of this place. I think that I get more anxious about than actually leaving home or like a place I lived in. Uh, you mean the actual move? No. Well, I mean like, like I felt, I felt really sad. Like when I moved out of my apartment in East Lansing, for example, um, you know, I had, right. I had lived there for four years. E- exactly. Yeah. For me, it was definitely like a, a starting a new phase in my life, end of an era. But I would say I, I don't get super homesick. Like, sure, there are always going to be little things you miss, whether it's like your favorite restaurant or, you know. You What's your favorite restaurant? What would you just, just give it to me right off the Well, Well, right well it the, depends where we're living. Um, three, two. <laughs> well, if it's, if it's East Lansing. If, you're just, uh, if, if I'm in East okay. Lansing, it's probably going to be Dublin, which I think I've, took, I've taken okay. you there before. Yeah, I remember there were two dudes that were dancing impressively one time. Oh, that's there. right. I've been there a couple times. That's right. Point. That's right. So but I remember those two dudes. They were getting down. They were. They were. They were killing it on the dance floor. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, it's not necessarily so much the homesickness. It's more just the the sadness of like, like you said, kind of end of an era. Like you know, um, when when I was done with undergrad at Albion, um, and I was moving out of the fraternity house. Like I was pretty sad about that. But I don't think I get right. like homesick. Like I don't. 
like, yeah, of course I miss my family and my friends. I think that's a normal stage and normal part of being away from your home or, or, um, you know, anything like that. But, um, that's why I was going to say it is a little, I feel like it is a little more difficult when you are in a relationship as well. Oh, very true. If you were just like single. Well, well, I would say yes and no, because I think if you're single, like if you're single and you move somewhere new, um, I feel like you might even feel a little more isolated just because you don't have that uh, person, you can still like text, saying. right? So yes, yeah, so you can't text or write. I to was them. just yeah, I was referring to the distance is is difficult, but that's oh, gotcha. a good point. Gotcha. Yeah, the distance. But is you also, uh, I mean, not that I'm not trying to get you to break up with your girlfriend. <laughs> but, <laughs> That'd be awkward. Well, I was gonna say, but you do have me to talk to uh, almost too much. Very true. At this point, very true. <laughs> I'm sure she. I'm sure she's a little jealous, but that's that's understandable. <laughs> You're you're easy to get jealous about, Jared. You're a you're a good guy. What can I say? Yeah, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. But, uh, by no one. But yes. <laughs> oh, you you poor guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So so for me, it's not so much like I said. It's not so much homesickness, really. But what about you? Do, you know, I mean, you've moved quite a bit. You've been you lived in Colorado for a while, Philly. Uh, yeah. See, I I feel like I get more. Uh, like anxious about the move than the actual like being in a new place. Gotcha. Although I I do I do also um not fantasize that's because that, I don't dream about it that hard, but I do hope to someday like uh settle down somewhere and, and have a you know not have and, and like but I think that's also the good thing about being young mm-hmm. is that if I, I want to find like I found a job that I happen to like for example now that like that I live in Philadelphia and it's like yeah. I'm going to move now before like when I have nothing else holding me down. Exactly. But uh, even though I have moved a lot and I have moved a lot, I've mm-hmm. moved uh, a good bit. You know, I lived in, I moved around in, uh, oh yeah. Cause I lived in Germany too. Yep. That too. But um, I still think that uh, I do hope to stay. What were we talking about again? <laughs> Just, you know, if you get homesick oh, or not, do I get homesick? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't really think so. I, I also, but I, I think I, I think I get uncomfortable, but I, I don't think it's a homesickness that I'm feeling. I right. think it's just like a having to learn a new place. That's true, but I, for me, that's kind of more like a pure excitement, and I kind of like the challenge of like, all right, well, I'm in a new place. I got to find my way around. I got, mm-hmm. I got to find my new favorite restaurants. You know, for me in the Czech Republic, I'm gonna have to find that place to get those really good dumplings and goulash. Um, Gotta find my 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 bar somewhere here in in Komotov where, you know, I'll get my my Pilsner Urquell or or whatever. Uh, what is the uh, center city like? It's beautiful, man. Have you? I'll have to. Oh darn! I didn't I didn't have my phone with me. I should have taken some pictures for you. I'll I gotta get out of my picture game. My my picture game has been weeks since I, I've gotten here. I feel here. like I feel like the uh, the listeners can hear my eyes rolling through the microphone right, right now. Probably <laughs> most most likely. Um, that uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, by the way, I, I I do understand the struggle because I I suck at taking pictures too, but um. Uh, so do you do it? Is there any are there any specific things that you do did when you got to the Czech Republic where it's like oh uh, the this is to make this my new home. Yeah. Oh yeah. This um, is it. The well the well let me let me put it this way because I think this will make a little more sense. Um, I attended a, a conference in Chicago um, in the spring, um, and I actually saw this really interesting um, presentation about 
basically how to adjust when you move to a new culture. And I went to it on purpose because I knew I was going to be moving to the Czech Republic. So I thought to myself, all right, this might be a really useful presentation to attend. And I was really curious to see what the uh, presenter had to say. And this gentleman who gave the presentation was from um, Washington, I believe. And he had lived in the Philippines. State or D.C.? Um, I think D.C. Um, but anyway, so he had lived in the Philippines for years, China, Japan, all over the place. And what he told us is the what you need to do, which also gave me the idea of this podcast episode, was you need to make whatever place you move into your home away from home. And there's a few ways to do that. And so what he told us was the first thing you need to do is you need to bring something with you that will make it feel like a home away from home. So for some people that might be photographs. For other people, it might be, you know, if you're religious, maybe it's a maybe it's a cross. I'm going to guess or, that it's not photographs for Chad. It, it, <laughs> good, good guess. <laughs> it is not photographs. Um, it is definitely not photographs. Um, I'll, I'll get into what I brought with me um, in a minute, but I want to share okay. a couple other things he said. So you need to bring something with you that um, that, you know, reminds you of home. And so this guy had like this like like little thingy he would bring that was kind of like this like candle thing. Um, and he would bring that with him everywhere he went with his family. And he said, the reason why you want to do this is so you put it up in your house or your apartment. And every time you come back, you see it and it makes you feel comfortable. So can it's like a security blanket or something. right? Exactly. So can you take a guess what my security blanket is? Mm, like some flannel or something. Actually, dude, believe it or not, I didn't bring any flannels with me. I didn't have – they were too heavy. I was going to bring some because right. I love – you know how much I love my flannels. Um, yeah. And I didn't bring any with me, um, which still I'm kind of regretting it now. So maybe maybe that would have made this feel more like a home away from home. <laughs> Chad's uh, going to uh, – we're going to have to end this podcast early. Right. Chad's going to go Start cry crying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but for me – and when I tell you this, you'll be like, oh, I should have known. But for me, it's just a guitar. That was going to be my second yep, guess. Just a guitar. And, and you know, I would have loved to bring my white Stratocaster that I've had since high school. I mean, that guitar is by far my favorite guitar. But I wasn't going to bring a full-size guitar with me because, you know, I had to travel on two flights and take a bus to get here. And it would have just been you're not, really inconvenient to try to bring a full-size guitar. You're not taking those uh, – you're not taking that white Stratocaster when you go have your – uh, oh, crap. I forgot what it was called. That's Sausage in the Woods. Uh your yeah, you're not taking your uh, your white Stratocaster to the woods to have some campfire spikacek. Exactly. No, I'm not. But but yeah. So for me, that that thing that will make it my home away from home is definitely a guitar, and also a little Bluetooth speaker. Because for me, I think if I ever feel anxious or sad, uh, just like a lot of people do, music is a big help. Whether it's me playing the music myself. Or just listening to something, you know, you feel sad, put on a sad song and maybe maybe cry it out a little bit or or, you know, do. Whatever. Are you a crier? Um, I mean, I can be, you know me, I can be a little emotional sometimes. I'll tell, so uh, before we started recording, uh, I was watching Erica Badu's Tiny Desk Concert. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? I saw it earlier, uh, too. I, 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 I'm not going to say I cried, because I didn't. But, you teared uh, up a little bit? I was a little emotional. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I was like, this is good shit. Right. So, yeah, so that for me is my good. home away from home. I also brought um, like a little fridge magnet of Michigan, um, like, you know, the, the state. 
that I yes, popped on my and, fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also for me, I think a couple, like you mentioned with flannels, a couple articles of clothing. I'm wearing my tried and true MSU basketball jersey. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah. got like four years ago for twenty bucks on on eBay. So, That's, oh really? Yeah, things in good shape. Yeah, it is. I've had this thing for a while, and and you know I always wore this at my apartment. This is basically just my like lounge and hangout shirt. Right, um, right, right. And I figured too, if I needed an extra shirt for the gym, I could take this, and it would be good. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, and the other thing too is, I think if you want to make your you know, any place you're home away from home, you also got to think about feasibility, right? Like I would have loved to bring my white Stratocaster, but it's just not feasible. So you got to find mm-hmm. something to replace that. Right. So like if in your house, like you have that. Cr- and if something happened to that, you would have been way more, uh, oh, you'll definitely, be way more definitely uh, pissed that if something happens right. to your uh, travel, travel caster. Right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> because my travel, is that what it's called? I mean, it should be called that, but it's called just called a traveler guitar EG two. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you. And with my traveler guitar, I don't want anything travel to happen. Caster. Right. With my travel caster, I don't know why they didn't name it that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have Maybe there's some sort of. Um, there might be some reg- copyright exactly. on caster. There might be. Yeah, very good point. But um, but yeah, and I mean, if something does happen to it, like I don't, I don't want anything to happen to it, but it's not the end of the world. You know, I, I brought that guitar with me knowing that, you know, it might get damaged, it might get stolen. And it's made for that, so it's more durable in general. Exactly. So I was actually going to get an acoustic guitar. There's this really cool company now called Close, and they make carbon fiber acoustic travel guitars that you can unscrew the neck and uh, and fold it. <laughs> and they're really cool. And because they're made carbon out of carbon fiber, fiber there's a video. There's like a video a where they. Pounds. Well, no, it weighs nothing. Carbon fiber is super light, right? It weighs less. Oh yeah, okay. And so they dropped a cinder block on this guitar, and it broke the cinder block. What? Yeah, dude. I'll I'll send you some links uh, afterwards. How much recording. is this guitar? Well, that's six thousand dollars. That's why I didn't buy it. They're eight to nine hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, that's not that. But bad, it's not though, that for bad. All covered. Right, and I mean, obviously it'll last it's pricey, but right. it's, I would expect that to be like oh, at least a thousand. Right, and I mean that guitar will literally outlast you. You know, you could give that to your grandkids, grandkids probably. Um, but the reason that's the thing though, it's not gonna it's not gonna be like a. Uh, collectible guitar no one's right. ever well, that's the thing right. about the, about the guitars like that it's like this is you could pass it on but it's like you know people want to pass on the ones that you have to like right oh yeah the collectibles of. for sure <laughs> but that but the reason why i didn't buy that guitar though is i thought well if i have an eight or nine hundred dollar guitar with me and then somebody steals it i'm going to be pissed uh yes. you know with a traveler guitar yes. it's about half that you price beat them with it Ex- exactly with the guitar exactly do you uh have you been playing a lot of guitar over the past couple of days um a little bit here and there not as much as i would have liked to but i've also just been trying to um you know trying to learn check as i can go been doing some some of my uh five months in advance podcast research for our upcoming episodes as well um, i think it helps that your uh days have also been filled with with activities right I would assume. Right. How, how do you, how, how, how do you do, uh, alone? I, well, I, I really like being alone. Um, I enjoy traveling alone. Obviously there are advantages to traveling with friends or family. Um, but I really like traveling alone myself. There are no advantages to traveling with family. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, they pay for but stuff. Yeah, but the, the, <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> Um, but, I'm kidding again, just in case my mom is, she, although I know she's not. Right. <clears throat> um, so no, I stand by what I said. But though. yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so um, I'm trying to think what else. Another thing too, though, that I think is very important to make any place your home away from home is you need to try to get out there and meet some people, right? So I've been lucky where my mentor has been taking me around and showing me around and, and she's made the adjustment um, very, very easy for me, um, right? I mean, my apartment was ready when I got here. She showed me mm -hmm. where the grocery stores were and the shopping centers were and the laundromat was. Um, so for me, that was really helpful. But it's, I think it's important if you want to make any new place a home, you have to have a couple friends. I think another super hard part of, of making your a new home a home mm -hmm. uh, is getting used to uh, new food, new grocery stores. Oh, for sure. I th it's different everywhere, and like, um, I I think that it 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 is a struggle to find not a struggle to find good food. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's mostly better to be fair. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, but like. It, Food is a is a big place where people can feel homesick, where you know you mm -hmm. don't have that comfort food that you're used to. Definitely, and uh, and I think it's hard. It's that's a, a hard adjuster. Have, what have you um, been uh, cooking? Are you a cook? Do you know how to cook? Dude, you know I'm a horrible cook. You know that. I do. I do. I just didn't want to just say it. That's fair. Want you wanted me to say it. Okay. Chad sucks at cooking. Fair. So uh. <laughs> right. I, hey, I'm a pro with an oven though. Give me an oven, and I will be able to make some tasty food well i'll be able to turn the oven well, to the right uh, dial and uh, watch the timer <laughs> so it's not rocket science but for me um actually what i kind of like though about traveling to new places and making new places home is trying to find new foods to kind of give that a new sense of home if that makes sense right so it does make sense mm -hmm. you know what also it, that kind of reminds me of before we started uh recording you told me you had a doing today so mm -hmm. uh how's it going on finding these new foods Boom. Not, not well, so that definitely <laughs> isn't new, but, um, I think, I think it's just important that you, you just have to be realistic and aware that you're going to come across different foods and, and things, some things you'll yeah. like and you won't like. I think what can be very discouraging if you move to a new place, especially a place where they speak a different language is going to the grocery store the first or the second time. And let me tell you, Jared, firsthand experience. I went to the grocery store yesterday to buy milk for my cereal, for my muesli, mm -hmm. and to buy some water. I might have even told you this. I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah, you got that gross water. Yeah, I got this like water that's like oddly flavored, and I don't know By what By the way, uh -huh. not only have you told me about this, but you've brought it up about on about three separate occasions. Once on the last last podcast... Once after we uh, oh, finished true. recording, you showed me the oh, uh, bottle and right. the uh, wrapper, and then now you're telling your person. Did I, did I tell you about the milk, though? No, I don't think you did. Okay, well, here we go. Something new. So sorry sorry for all our <laughs> listeners out there who sound like a broken record. Well, they only heard it twice. There we go. I, uh... <laughs> Solid. Um, and you know what they say, three times a charm. So I got one more, one more time I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, and then it's done. I, I have to bring it up next time, though, because I've already heard it three times. Right. But uh, but anyway, so I, I bought what looked like milk. I'm not going to run out and grab the carton because, you know, we're obviously recording right now. But it, it's literally like a blue, like, liter milk carton with a cow on it, right? So I thought it was milk, and it was in the section with the milk. I buy it. I poured a little bit in my glass last night to have before bed. And I'm like, man, this is really thick. What the, like, what is this old? Ooh. What is this? And I had... Buttermilk? And exactly. I had a taste of it and I'm pretty sure it was buttermilk. 
Yeah. And I was like, this wasn't what I was going for. So I literally this you morning could whip, you could whip up some fried chicken. Well, well <laughs> if if I was a good cook, maybe I could. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Right. You can do oven fried chicken, but you don't need buttermilk. for that. Exactly. Never. But anyway, so uh, so then I had to wake up this morning and go to the grocery store. And I went to a different grocery store just because I knew this one would have the labels in German. Um and so then I found. So is that a one. common thing to have stuff in German there? Well, so in where I'm living that in the lady Czech knows Republic, German. Uh, well, German. Well, so we're so yeah, we're only like 20, 30 minutes driving distance from the German border. We're really close. Oh. Um, and also, at least where I'm living, most of the supermarkets are German companies. So you have uh, you have Billa, you have Lidl, you have Globus, Aldi, you have Kaufland. I I haven't seen Aldi here, but I'm sure they probably have it somewhere in the Czech Republic. You know, there are Aldi's now here. Oh, yeah. In Philadelphia. There's Aldi's all over the United States. I really like shopping there. I don't think I've ever been to one. People, it's when cheaper. I was in you Germany, should check it out. Yeah. Well, people used to make jokes about Aldi when I lived in Germany. But, like, my parents uh, would go there to get water mm-hmm. or, like, bulk kind of stuff like right. that. Although, you know, people don't really buy water in, like that. In, right. In Amer- I guess they do from Costco and stuff. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, they do. But, yeah, so that's where we go for, like, the water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, because I remember uh, you had told me before that you had used German uh, to to someone when Czech or nor English worked. I haven't yet. Oh yeah, sorry. You said you were that was that's your my option. last last resort. Like, yeah. And I was I was wondering why why would that even be a, like something that would come to your mind as an option? But I didn't realize you were that close. Right. Yeah. So we're yeah we're very close. And where I'm currently living, it used to be actually a part of Germany. Um. Used to be a part of Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but you know, after World War One and World War Two, the the borders and boundaries of each country were kind of changed. So, right. So yes, of course. yes. Um, but yeah. So, what are there any things, Jared, that like you need, like if you move to a new place, like things you can't live without? Um, things I can't live without. Obviously, Don's uh, beautiful painting behind you. Uh, of course, I travel everywhere with that. It has its own special ca- canvas case. Nice. Um, something I can't... I'm trying to think. It's been a while since I've been gone for an extended period of time. Well, was there anything when you first moved into Philly that you were like, I need to have this with me? Um, I think... I definitely agree with you on the speakers mm-hmm. or headphones. Okay. Like some sort of good... I mean, I'm always going to say headphones because I think I always need headphones. Right. But I think that's 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 key. Mm-hmm. Also, I like cooking, so I think uh, one thing that I that I like to do when I'm in a new place where I where I'm like, all right, I gotta learn a new. Excuse me, having a little liquid bread uh, <laughs> reaction. Um, uh, sometimes when I'm uh, what I like to do is, especially when I'm I, I like in a place that's like totally foreign, like uh, you know Europe or say Czech Republic, for example. Mm-hmm. I like to. Uh, Go to the grocery store. Figure out figure out where the grocery stores are. That's uh, one thing you got to get down early. Right. And uh, figure out uh, some. What I like to do is figure out some go to dishes that I that I that I know I can depend on and that are good and that Ooh, I like. That's a great tip. And, that, uh, and so and and that's I mean you do have to have a little bit of cooking acumen, but you don't have to be freaking. Uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I'm trying to name one that's not a dick or sexual assaulter <laughs> was did gordon uh, ramsay sexually assault somebody no but he's a dick but uh i was no because i was gonna say mario batali but he did didn't he i, I don't know uh, probably i don't know and then i was gonna say bobby flay but i 
I'm not sure. Guy Fieri. Anyway. Guy Fieri. There you go. He's at. That's true, but he's not a good. He's not a. His restaurants aren't that great, from what I've heard. Really? Okay. Well, but I will say, you know what's sad is everybody. I don't like Guy Fieri. He's kind of annoying. But see, dude, here's the thing. Everybody shits on him, but he actually has done a lot of great, <clears throat> like philanthropic things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with 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 the guy. It's just whenever I see him, I'm just like, all right, man. Like, <laughs> That's fair. I, but I, I don't like hate the guy. I don't have, I don't really dislike or have a real problem with him. It's like, yeah, I mean, live your life. I, you're not doing anything offensive, right? Or, except the, except your hair, glasses, and all the flames everywhere. <laughs> so what you're basically what I'm hearing from you, Jared, is you're not trying to go to Flavor Town anytime soon. Uh, you're no, trying no, to make no, your no. own Flavor Town to make your exactly. home away from home. I exactly. gotcha. I, I I'm I'm emancipating from uh is that a, is that the right word emancipating yeah, no you can say that seceding I'm seceding oh, from okay. Flavor Town <laughs> and uh, and making my own uh, uh uh what are we gonna call it untransfoodable ooh untransfoodable I like that that's too good uh, I'm gonna write that down by the way I don't know where I'm gonna use that but I'm just writing untransfoodable it down just in case. <laughs> hey dude we could even have an untransfoodable segment. At some point, we had mentioned that before. Oh yes, but yes, yeah, yes, that's yes. a. I would agree with you. That's a big thing. Uh, definitely foods. I think anything that can make you comfortable, right? Like for some people, it might be like a blanket, um, or even like a teddy bear. Yeah. I mean, you got to get over that one. You can't be traveling with blankets, though. That's that's just unnecessary weight. Well, I think it depends, though. If you're moving somewhere where you don't have to fly, you know, you have a moving truck or something. Right. Or I mean, I guess if stuff. it's like if you're moving, like I moved to Philadelphia or right. something. Then it's like obviously you can bring your freaking blanket, right? So it just depends, but uh, yeah. So I hope, I hope all of our listeners out there though can uh, send us uh, some things that will how they basically make their home away from homes. Uh, there, sorry, I can't speak English tonight. Uh, that uh, a way they make um, their new home away from their old home. Um, so please let us know. Shout us out on Twitter at untranslatable one, Instagram untranslatable podcast, or feel free to shoot us an email untranslatable podcast at gmail.com but now jared unless you, thank you now if you don't have anything else to add buddy i would like to uh talk about our song of the pod this week yeah yeah please so our song of the pod is by a i believe they're a czech artist um i tried to look up some songs that were on the czech uh, top 100 right now and this one is um by an artist named i believe the way you pronounce it is mirai I could be wrong, but uh, the song is in the English translation is I want to dance. Um, I'll attempt to say this. It's um, I think it's Hishchi Tanchit, which is I want I just want to dance or I want to dance. Um, And I'm assuming you didn't really know what any of these words meant. Did you, Jared? (laughs) Is that a safe assumption? Uh, No. No, I did not. All right. Well, I, well, I have a translation about. here of the lyrics, and I want to okay. read some of them to you because I think this is a nice song because especially re- kind of loosely related to our topic for this episode about how, you know, sometimes just being in a new place, you just have to do something that makes you feel good, right? Makes you feel at home, makes you feel comfortable. I think for some people out there, that might be, you know, just wanting to dance. So so the lyrics for this song... Uh, do you like to dance? Once in a while, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the key is, Jared, you know what they say. You just got to dance like nobody's watching. Or you got to dance like nobody cares. Either or. The, or only place, the only place I feel truly comfortable dancing mm-hmm. is a wedding. Okay. 
Did you bust some moves at your sister's wedding back in uh, Louisiana? I did. Nice. A, a, a couple moves, a nice. move or two. Nice. But no more we're than back. three, we're right? Busted. No, no. The, we're not, I, I don't want the cops to be called on Fair me. enough. I don't blame you. All right. Well, let me read you these lyrics. So the lyrics are, life goes on. I do not want to waste it in safety. Obviously, this may sound a little strange because it's translated, but it is what it is. Before I stood on the shore, I'd love to hit the bottom a few times. I'm writing myself a script of my fate, and believe me while I'm breathing, I will not just be a stranger. I want to, and then here's the chorus, I believe. Um, I want to dance in the winter and summer, to walk without worries all over the world. In the evening, drink wine, watch the sky, count the stars until it starts to dawn. I want to dance in the winter and summer, go through the worries around the world. In the evening, drink wine, look at the sky, until and I don't know if this translated properly, but until I'm just a little perceived. Um, Sounds like a dance, dance revolution should be played right now. Right, exactly. But but I like I really like the song because it it has a really upbeat feel to it, and I feel like if do you actually like this song? I do. Do you not? Uh, no, not really. Okay, uh, interesting. Can you can you get? But tell that's me why, why I wanted. That's why I like that you you brought it up because I was like I, I wonder if you actually like the song. Okay. It's not that I dislike it. I don't hate it. It's just it's just I would Is never like poppy? listen to it. Too poppy for you? I I maybe maybe. Okay. There's it's it's too and maybe it's like too electronic or I don't know. That's fair. I mean it is. But um, I I, I couldn't find. I, that's why I was like, I wonder if Chad would actually listen to the song. Would you like put this on your daily playlist if you're walking around the town? I think so. I actually do think I would just because. Uh, well, one as I think we may have talked about when we when we discussed the disadvantages and advantages of um, learning a language is listening to music. So obviously one reason why I like the song is it's Czech, right? Thank you. It's Czech. So that's one reason why I like it. You know, obviously we're trying to become polyglots here on the Untranslatable podcast. And so I like the fact it's Czech. I do like it's upbeat. I feel like I've actually picked quite a few of the more upbeat songs for our songs of the pod. I mean, you tend to pick more like really cool ones, but they aren't always super upbeat. Uh They got a different vibe to it. I don't really like upbeat songs. That's fair. Well, that's because you're already so positive, Jared. You don't need the extra upbeatness. Yeah, that's exactly what it I is. Need, I need, I need some of that upbeatness, you know. Um, that's exactly what it is. So, yeah, I do like the song. Um, I mean, yeah, it's very poppy. Um, but I think that the words, you know, I think they sound good in Czech. I, I haven't listened to a lot of Czech music yet. but I And let me clarify, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Right. I, it's just not my, it's just not my cup yeah, of tea. Yeah, that's fine. Or, uh, or as as that other untranslatable was, it's a uh, a different kind of coffee. A different kind of coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, toye coffee. It's a different kind of. Yeah, coffee. but that's you don't even remember what you're untranslatable. Oh no, never mind. Is. Yeah, that's like apples to oranges. <laughs> never mind. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> My bad, people. My bad. But yeah, so please check out our uh, song in the pod. Um, it's it's the jet lag, everyone. It's, we'll, it's we'll gotta be it on the jet right. Lag. Also, dude, on an unrelated note, I had a bee fly in my room at like four in the morning last oh, night. Hell no. Yeah, and I heard it buzzing. At first, I just thought it was a fly, Ooh, but then I turned right. my lights on and I'm like, oh, this is like a decent sized bee. I'm like, I'm not about to fall asleep and then like wake up with like a bee flying right around my head. Um, so I tried to like open the window in my like room and just get the thing to fly out. It wouldn't fly out. So, maneuver it towards the window right that's what i was trying to do and that wouldn't work so what i did is i opened up my bedroom door i turned all the lights off in my bedroom and i turned the lights on in the kitchen and it was attracted there to the light go. and then it flew out and i could shut my door and sleep but 
Oh, he is dealt. Was it? Did he just lose it the next morning? It actually, I found it dead in the kitchen. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, and I actually don't know if it was a bee or a wasp. Um, might have even been a wasp, which is even worse. But yeah. Anyways, though, uh, you know, I've never been stung by a bee before. You're, you're a lucky guy, Jared. I can't say the same for myself. But anyways, to all of our listeners out there, please check out our song of the pod. We'll have it up on Twitter uh, once this episode drops, um, and hopefully, it will make all of you want to dance. So, Jared, speaking of check oh, things, man. you like that? I thought that was kind of smooth. <laughs> um, speaking of check things. I feel like I, sh- I feel like we, we it should have been like a, like late night radio and we should have gone into a song at that point. Oh, like right. Like some smooth jazz. Ooh, that would have been sharp. <laughs> that would have been Make really sharp. want to dance. 93.2. The untranslatable. But, yeah, so anyways. The untrans radio. Oh, man, you're just, <laughs> you're just on fire today. Anyways, so uh, just like we mentioned on our on our previous episode, we are doing a check word of the pod now. And so I have a word for you, Jared, that is very, very important if you are in the Czech Republic. And the word is pozor. And pozor. Pozor. Yeah, you can't. can't you got that rachkovat. What can pozor. I say? See, and then that when I try to do it, there's always like a hesitation mm-hmm. rather like set up set up my mouth for right. it. So I'm like, oh. it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do. And I still, and I still can't do it. Right, but uh, pozor, Jared, oh, it means um, it means like attention or like caution or something like that. So when you're walking around in the Czech Republic, like there was a um, a little sign that said pozor by one of the 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 train rails, right? Because they're electric, and if you were to fall, you could be electrocuted and killed. So Oh, so that's a good one to know. Exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. So it's like attention or caution. Okay. Kind of like Achtung. Is it like Achtung? Exactly. There yep. we go. Yes, it is. So pozor. So that is our check word of the pod today. Um, pozor, which means like attention or caution. Well, Jared, I was slacking on our last episode and I didn't have any jokes for you, but I know our listeners are going to be happy with these two new jokes. That I got Back in full effect. That's right. Yes, sir. So my first joke for you, Jared, is what do you call a pig that does karate? Uh, oh, I hate it when I <laughs> I say I hate it when I can't get them, but I, I don't get any of them. You've gotten pre- I don't know. you've what gotten pretty close, though, a couple of times. What is it? A uh, uh, what do you call a pig that does karate? You call them a pork chop. Okay. All righty. Pork chop. Okay. Uh-huh. And my second one for you today. That is a good play on words. I like it, right? I can't. I'm not even mad at not getting that one. Though. Okay. I was thinking way too, way too more. Like trying to mix bacon and ninja together. Oh, had a whole th- thing that'd going be, on. That'd be good. That interesting. Head. Okay. All right. My second one. I actually got two for you tonight. Um, what is the worst thing about throwing a party in space? Um. The, the dip floats. No. I mean, that's that's not, that's not a bad guess. No, you have to plan it. Oh, right? that's, that's a good, a good play on words, isn't it? You have to plan I it. I like that one. I like that one. Was that the one you thought yep. of? Okay, yep. Chad. That's right, good sir. See him at uh, San Francisco Punchline this weekend. <laughs> right. I wish, dude. I have so much respect for comedians. Um, but oh yeah, me too. But it's just not up my up my uh, up my alley. No. But but that was that that was a good play on words. I, I like. I that love one. puns and riddles and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. What's the be- What's the worst thing about playing your party in space? You have to plan it. 
So, yes. But, Jared, I want to uh, send us off on a uh, good note. Um, or actually, this one is more of a deeper note, I guess. Um, and I mean, you can read it because you see my you see my board. But this quote is by a gentleman named Bill Bryson, who I believe who that <laughs> I believe he is. Oh, I got to use that. Um, who, who is Bill Bryson? I'm pretty sure he's a writer. Yes, he is a writer. He's an author on books of travel, the English language, science, and other nonfiction topics. He's American. Is he a, a current day person? Yep. Yep. He's still alive. He is 65 okay. years old, uh, born in 52. Um, yes. Oh. And actually... He's a and, ginger. Uh, yes, he is. And also, uh, one of his uh, famous, probably most famous works is A Walk in the Woods. But the quote that I want to leave all of our listeners with this episode is, when you move from one country to another, you have to accept that there are some things that are better and some th- things that are worse, and there's nothing you can do about it. Which I think is a very deep quote, but very true. Yeah. And I and I think that I I think it's an important thing to remember that you don't love everything like even though you're 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 quote unquote homesick or you're missing things from your home, you don't love everything about wherever you came from either. Exactly. It's like don't don't act like you didn't complain about the very place that you're missing right now. It's like realize that yeah, this is this is how this works is that um there's there's not you know, not everything's perfect. Exactly, and I feel like it's very easy to get into thinking the grass is always greener on the other side, right? It would be easy for me to get here in the Czech Republic and be like, "Oh man, I wish I had a car so I could you know not have to walk." Although I really like walking everywhere, so that's not really a good I don't example. Think you'd even want a car to be honest. I don't, um, to be honest. <laughs> that would just be more work. Right, but but you know, yeah, you can definitely. It's easy to fall in the trap of. Yeah, thinking everything was great, and especially you look back and it's kind of nostalgic, right? But there will always be things that are better and things that are worse, and we really can't do anything about it. So I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to our episode 19, Making Home Away From Home. Please send us some of your own tips, and we will gladly um, post those on our Twitter or Instagram. Um, And remember, please follow us on uh, Twitter at untranslatable one tweet at us retweet us we'd love to hear from you check us out on instagram untranslatable podcast and also shoot us an email at untranslatable podcast at gmail.com thank you and we will see you next time